So we've got a lot to talk about today. Hey. We have two films that we're going to talk about. One sucked and one was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. It was very, very it good. It was very good. Yeah. Um, great filmmaking. Uh, let's start with the sucky one. Yeah, I get the bad news out of the way first. Ready Man. Player One. Ready Player No Fun, more like it. The highly, semi-highly anticipated, at least in the fanboy world, the highly anticipated uh, film version of Ernest Cline's best-selling book of the same name, directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, penned by Ernest Klein and Zach Penn, oh, who's the superhero writer. I mean, he did Avengers, Incredible Hulk. He did the X Men. Yeah, X Men. He's doing the reboot of Dirty Dozen. That's lame. Can't believe they're doing that. Yeah, it, they shouldn't do that. It hasn't been cast yet, but if if The Rock's not in that movie, I will eat this microphone. And Zach Efron. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Uh, like you know McLovin. The Rock. Yeah, McLovin's <laughs> like one of the dirty McLovin's. That'd be hilarious. McLovin, the dirty, the dirty McDuzzlin. Uh, so the film stars Ty Sheridan, who was also in X Men First Class. Yeah. Uh, he played young Cyclops. Cyclops. Olivia Cook, who was in Ouija and Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, I British don't, actress. Don't recognize her. Ben Mendelsohn, great Austral- Australian actor who you've seen in everything. Plays a good bad guy. Uh, TJ Miller. Who only appeared as uh, in the animated side of the film, uh, we should mm, note. Seeing mm, mm. how he was at Comic-Con sitting next to Steven Spielberg, I find it odd that he was only in the movie as his avatar. Mm. Might have something to do with his uh, recent mishappenings. Escapades, Escapades. yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, also, Mark Rylance, Oscar winner Mark, Mark Rylance, who is now Steven Spielberg's apparently new best friend to put in movies yep simon Pegg shows up everywhere yeah. and lena waith the, yeah the writer the writer of uh aziz, aziz, aziz's show yeah she has like a new show right it's like a chicago show yeah on she's showtime in it too and yeah, she's in it so it's about this futuristic world uh well it's futuristic it's like 2045. Yeah, and uh, Mark Rylance is this wacky dude who, cre- low wacky tech dude who created the Oasis, which is the virtual world where everybody just puts on their virtual reality goggles and goes and is their avatar and lives in that world. Just lives in there, and then the world, there, the real world is, you know, it's crap. Dystop- dystopic. Yeah, it's yeah. Junkyards and heaps and there's riots and everything fell apart and so everyone just lives in this oasis but we don't really know that much about it because we're mostly in the oasis the whole time pretty much there's like 15 minutes of actual you know screen time yeah that was directed by steven spielberg and the you, rest of it was just animated CGI. CGI. You CGI. know what I find? We have a lot to say about this film, but one of the things I was just thinking of is that okay, it's twenty forty five, yeah, and they're still wearing the same big ass virtual reality goggles. Yeah. There's no way that first of all VR becomes commercialized with those big goggles. Like they will yeah, we, not be in that form anymore in the future. No, that's why it's not taking on now really is people are not really yeah. buying into the, wearing this giant headset. And the, everything, the giant gear they yeah, have to wear, they have to that's wear a just suit not and gloves and plausible. 
or just yeah, not practical. Things get smaller, not bigger. Especially as most of them are really poor. Everyone's sort of poor. I know, that's ev- true too. And everyone has virtual currency that you can get by destroying other people's avatars and stealing their coins. Mm-hmm. Then you can buy virtual stuff, but you can also buy real stuff that'll get sent to you like through Amazon right. with virtual currency. Which is something we can do today. Or yeah, is pretty going to be a bigger thing with Bitcoin, etc. Yeah, cryptos. But uh, yeah, so I mean, they're really the story. You want to go through the story? Not really. <laughs> I feel like we could just fast forward to the end. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Sheridan is. Long story short, is don't see the this young movie. hero who? What's his character in the? Purs of all. Purs of all, right? And he. Somehow, miraculously, figures out the key, how to get the key. Well, we should say Mark Rylance was like the Steve Jobs who created this oasis. And basically, everyone that's left on Earth is obsessed with his life and all of his memories that can be accessed at this memory curation Mm -hmm. museum. So you can literally funnel or filter through every single moment in his life. Every yep. every deuce he dropped, every load he rubbed <laughs> out, and you can make dig. Basically, it's like a fucking play on video game Easter eggs. Right. And he set up this challenge for the entire world, a sort of golden ticket challenge where there's three special keys. Ooh. It's very Willy Wonka. It's very Willy Wonka. Not as creative or interesting, uh, but the three keys are these three challenges which he developed that mimic moments in his life and you can find out clues to these mm-hmm. challenges by going and watching his memories over and over and apparently Percival is like very apt and they you know and then there's literally like a Veruca Salt company where this one guy Ben Mendelssohn who doesn't know how to have fun and doesn't care about the oasis he just wants it for his own needs and everyone wears gray gray yeah. suits <laughs> and gray slacks and the girls wear gray skirts and they have a whole teams of floors of people that study Mark Rylance's and pop culture and just all, pop all culture. these pop culture references many of them Spielberg's films and characters and themselves. 80s. it's yeah. mostly 80s yeah 80s you, stuff. really you're not even getting like 90s or early 2000s like Percival or, drives the DeLorean that's his well because you can pick any car you right. can have a monster truck you can have a motorbike you can have a Tron speeder bike and of course he has the DeLorean yeah because that's really fucking cool <laughs> it's super cool everyone's like I know that car that's from that movie yeah. Jurassic Park 2 <laughs> nope where Michael J. Fox <laughs> takes a Tyrannosaurus egg from the past. You mean and Back to the Future? Then meets Jeff Goldblum, and he gives it to. <laughs> then he gives it to Newman from Seinfeld, and he has a Barbasol can, and he takes it, and then he meets Christopher Lloyd, and he said that the Libyans stole it from him, and <laughs> so now crossover. Yeah, it's basically that story I just made up is better than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like better You're references. Right. It's basically that <laughs> this movie sucks. But lo- so I don't even know. What I saw Mark La- Mark Rylance is yeah the Steve Jobs guy, and then Ben Mendelsohn has this whole company of people trying to solve the clues. So but can, nobody can in five years. It's been five years. The whole world has had all access to all this stuff twenty four hours a day on in the Oasis, right. which is this giant world that Mark Rylance created, where you can live and you can be whatever you want man 
man and dress however you want. <laughs> dress whatever way, man. Dance how you want to dance. Yeah. And sing how you want. You can dance if you want to. You could leave your friends behind. It's the stupidest movie of all time. Punch it, this movie in its face for existing. Well, the biggest problem is that they develop nothing outside of the way Oasis. Yeah. You don't, he has an ant. Like, for some reason, everyone has ants. Oh, you know, the Peter Parker has an ant. Like, yeah. everyone has ants. So there's an aunt, aunt, aunt yeah. that he lives with who he's sort, sort of estranged of. from because his parents died when he was little. Don't and get any information about that. Nothing, no background, nope. no deve- no understanding nothing. of why the world it no, is the way it is now. No, they say there's like the tech riots of 2027. Yeah, but we don't find out about like, it. Yeah, what does that mean? And then it just destroyed the whole world, the whole yeah. country I mean, America? maybe the book gets into it. It probably does. Yeah. It does not in the movie. But it's... It, it, there's nothing that resembles what Spielberg did so brilliantly in E.T., which is develop this wonderful story driven by the kids and the purity of the kids' heart, you know, and actions against these... I mean, it's there's nothing there that resembles a Spielberg film. It It is... I will go on record as saying this is his absolute worst film ever. It's devoid of anything that makes this classic Steven Spielberg movies classic yes. for what they are. And this movie doesn't have any of those things. No. You know, it's old. The Iron Giant's in it, though. Remember that animated film? Uh, yeah. That movie. People love that movie. Sure they do. And now the Iron Giant's in it, and he fights all of those bad Remember Chucky? Ooh, oh yeah, watch Chucky out. shows up. Boo, Ernst. <laughs> well, so- and the key that he figures out that the first key is just by riding backward in the race. Well, because it's a big race. Yeah, and and it's the funny thing about the race is that it doesn't seem to be. It seems like it just runs ad nauseum mm-hmm. forever. Like you just can join the race at any point. There's no, like, schedule for these races. It's not like once a year they have a big race and once a year you can try to get that key. It's like, okay, I'm going to do the race this morning. Then I'll probably do it again later today. Then I'll maybe do one on Friday. You yeah. know, it's just like, just race, this race. And it's King yeah. Kong and it's the same race designed the same way each time. There's no variance. And still people haven't been able to beat this race. In five years. In five years. No one in the world. The same Except race. Except this one kid. By himself. Yeah. No teams, no accompaniments. No. And he dis- dis- That's insulting to people who play games, frankly. Well, yeah, and it's the oldest trick in the book. <clears throat> yeah. It's literally riding the track backwards, Yeah, which is like the first thing you try to do in Mario Kart when you're a little kid. <laughs> right. And it's like, boo, boo, back, wrong way, boo, boo. <laughs> it's the stupid, and then he ends up underneath the track watching all of like going through the gears and the mechanics mm-hmm. that make the track run and then boom he's at the end right and then boom he gets the key and you're just like that was fucking super easy and it took no time it to took get him to like that the point. first 20 minutes of a yeah. movie he literally just went there and it was like but bill and <laughs> you go and it was just a stupid bill and ted reference oh like, yeah what Mark if we Rylance. could just go backwards in like a race with king kong like like the clue is so obvious time, like bill and ted wait Back in time. He's like, backwards. I get it. That's the answer to the fuck. But the race puzzle. Yeah. You know, this is like, you might as well say, like, maybe if 
there was a race I could go backwards <laughs> in. I don't know. Maybe someone's watching me say this like after I'm dead. <laughs> I, it's possible. Yeah. And so he gets the first key, and then he like tells his friends, and he meets this girl avatar in the thing called Artemis. Yep. And they become fast friends. At first she's reluctant, like, I don't need no friends. I'm she's the, gonna be the winner. I'm the best. And, and then uh, uh, he has his friend H, which is really not a great name for your best friend. No. Just the letter H. <laughs> there's like 26, there's 25 better letters than the letter H. <laughs> you know? It's like this big dude who's like, hey, man. Who turns out to be Lena Waithe. Lena Waithe. Yeah. And the thing about that was the voice sounded so much like a girl's voice that had been lowered octaves. Right, right, right. Like, it, would, it was even sort of hard to understand at times. That's true. Like, what do you do? You're like, I can't understand this at all. Oh, and it was a girl. Why did they just have a guy with a deep voice? And then yeah. have her, surprise, it's me. Because she's hot right now. And they were like, that would, not be, a good that would be dishonest if we did that. So we'll just make it really hard to understand. <laughs> what are you going to do? We can fix it in like 10 minutes. And now we're going to get some of the pizza. We'll go see you later. Because we'll have some time. That's exactly. They're like, I have no idea what this character is saying. This is a movie cost $200 million to make. I know. Why can't I hear this character's oh, Lord. lines, for God's sakes? The only one cool part was when they all drop in. They get a clue from the memory of Mark Rylance. And this they, is the second challenge. Right. And they drop into The Shining. And you're, they're literally in the actual footage of The yeah. Shining. And, you, and that looked really cool. I'm sure that... Kubrick will be rolling over in his grave well, that that was used that way. I just feel like as a real f- big fan of that film, I want to be like, get your shitty characters <laughs> out, of <my laughs> out of my cool movie. Film, you have yeah. a brilliant, unmatched film. <laughs> You're like, do 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 Oh shit! There's a wave of blood out of this elevator. Oh shit! Excellent. Fucking Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Danny Torrance. Excellent. This movie's trash. Uh, It's garbage. I mean, it looked cool, yeah. Well, it didn't always look cool. No, I mean the shining moment. The shining moment looked really cool. It was just sort of funny, but at the same time, it was sort of hacky. Yeah. You know, and the whole thing's sort of hacky. It's so reference-heavy that... All the references start to mean nothing. You know what yep. I mean? Like you're just like, oh yeah, there's a Rubik's cube. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, there's the like, and don't the they call it the Zemeckis cube? Yeah, where it's in a Rubik's cube, but it's like a weapon you can use in situations. Go back in time by for... sixty seconds yeah. only, just enough time to you know thwart this uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> attack. They say, yeah, they literally got attacked, and they had to go to a disco. And then he, he oh, did, yeah. then they do like staying alive. And yeah, it's just like, oh I man, know. ugh, black. I know this shit is so cornball. It's, I thought this movie was going to be super savvy and really ugh, cool, like I really know. like. And there's a moment where she's Goro from uh, Mortal Kombat, and she like grabs him and oh, like yeah. You're coming with me, Turkey. And then there's a chest, <laughs> and a chest buster bursts through Goro's chest from Mortal yeah. Kombat, like from Alien, the chest buster. Right. And then it's like a sock puppet on her hand yeah and we're like no you stop 
playing around <laughs> with these cool things. Leave this shit alone. You guys stink at this. There weren't. There were very few actual Spielberg film references. Though. No, and yeah, remember he said that at he Hall said H. That. He's he like, said that. He's like, nobody wants to see. Use mine, but yeah. yours are the ones that matter the most. Dude, you're Steven like, Spielberg. Like, there's no Jaws. There's no ET. There's no ET. No e. There is no Jurassic Park. Oh, you know, it's a little too late. Uh, there was sort of Jurassic Park, weren't there? No, okay. not the, not memorably, not enough to be like, oh yeah, there's no Close Encounters. There's no Schindler's List, for God's sake. There's- <laughs> think they'd have that <laughs> like an odd crossover yeah uh, there's no indiana jones or yeah you know? right there was no indiana yeah. perfect thing to have indiana jones yeah and so this whole time ben mendelson is like now that he you know this who's this kid percival that's like fucking beating my <laughs> huge company and then you find out that ben mendelson's character was an intern for mark Rylance, right. which is so lame yeah like i get me your coffee here's your coffee and he's like as an adult man yeah he's like he was like in his, well into his, his 40s, 40s. Yeah. he's like an <laughs> intern so stupid i know forget this guy's like, wait coffee. a minute you can even like get someone to play like a young, young mendelson yeah, yeah. yeah it was him <laughs> with like darker know, colored hair so, and like rylance and i gotta say this this is an unpopular opinion but i really think he's pretty overrated yeah i i mean he won the oscar for that bridge of spies Spies which i never saw and i remember he beat somebody else who i was like fuck really Mm -hmm. and i forget who it is now because you never remember who oscars yeah but next um, year like fucking whatever and then we saw him in in dunkirk and he was pretty good in dunkirk it's okay but i did i've tried to sort of go watch his stuff like that that wolf hall film he also won like an emmy and a golden globe for Uh that uh, pbs series Mm mm-hmm it's boring as fuck, and he's okay. But like, like there's he's there are far better British actors. There's lots of them. There too. are lots of them. Well, I sort of felt like he was channeling his fucking Doctor Steve Brule with this yeah, character, he was. kind of he Paladin, just like whatever him. the fuck is. Yeah, and the way he sort of, and I guess they were trying to make it seem like maybe he was on the autistic spectrum. Like, sort of but got it was that weird vibe. choices. He owned yeah. the way he spoke. Yeah, and, and the way he sort of like never focused his eyes and yeah. was always sort of on to the next thing while people are talking to him and right. stuff. And yeah, it was just sort of like super eccentric tech genius, you know? Well, just in contrast, like Alan Rickman never won an Oscar. No. And, and he... Mark, Mark Rylance did. Wyndham's you know what I mean? For like his, the Steven I mean, Spielberg movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah Alan Rickman could have won an Oscar for Robin Hood for his performances as Sheriff of Nottingham, for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? And oh. for Snape, and like other and Sense and Sensibility, a million other things. But anyway, million other things. So it all in all, this film is. I, do not recommend going to see it. I don't really know if I even recommend I, if it's Renting free. It, watching it, yeah, okay. free on Netflix. Just you if might you're curious, watch it. but I wouldn't pay money for this. No, movie. don't pay money for this film. No, there's so many things that we haven't even discussed. Like T.J. Miller's character was the like the hired mercenary mm-hmm. assassin that's supposed to like take out his avatar and. Like his, right. I feel, he feel like his part was reduced, cut, 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 cut down. He's been in the news for some bad things, some bad stuff, you know, some unsocially aware stuff, and some now potentially criminal stuff. I yeah. mean, this, this this thing happened after the movie. He's it's, still in the Deadpool commercial in the trailers. Yeah, yeah man, uh, that's again before this whole bomb threat thing came. But out. it's a small clip because remember in the first Deadpool movie, he mm. was in all the trailers. Yeah, he was, and wasn't he was he? a significant piece yeah. of that no he's just like the one clip yeah 
which you know i don't know man you know if anything i like he was a friend of mine for a while at the improv I, right. at this point we're like dude are you okay yeah. like you know it's not even like you're well, what a loo what a what an asshole it's more just like dude you all right man yeah. like seriously because this is some heavy shit you know he's yeah. getting into it's concerning it is a little concerning you know i always liked him he was always a sort of friend of mine you know funny yeah he's funny He's really funny on Silicon Valley. But needless to say, and like Ben Mendelsohn's avatar character was so fucking ridiculous. Stock. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like this man in a suit. You know, you can yeah. be anything in the world and you're a man in a suit with a square jaw and a fucking high and tight haircut. I mean, you said it that it just felt like it's fan fiction. It is. The whole thing. Yeah, the book, the movie, fiction. everything's just fan fiction. And like really slap you in the face with it fan service. Yeah. Where it's so it's such fan service that like, you know, just get your hands off me <laughs> with this fan service. <laughs> no, I don't want a happy ending. And no, yeah. this is not. <laughs> I think I'd like to leave now. I'd like yeah. my clothes back and yeah. I want to leave now. Yeah. It made me uncomfortable with all this bullshit. It's exactly perfect. That perfect analogy. Yes. Oh, it's awful. It and the is. The last challenge is you're supposed to beat some old Atari game, but you weren't oh, supposed right. to but beat it. But it wasn't. Yeah. You were supposed to find the existing easter egg right. which is a real thing in the real game from yeah. the 80s which whoa cool man <laughs> holy shit and guess who is the only one who can figure that out even though they have teams of people on it yeah and how it's not that big like culturally people know about that because it was the literally the first easter egg in a game so yeah. it's not that on like uh, you know you watch one video game uh, one documentary about the atari history of atari like we we, we did and that's right. like front and center because a lot of times the game developers didn't get credit so this guy put an easter egg in the right. game and, it, and the easter egg just says developed by so and so it's you know not nothing special and so he he, he solves that mm-hmm. uh, on his own by himself yeah because all the other people kept winning and then beating the game and then well, dying. You know what else was also just sort of ch- lazy writing? And it, the team of people under Ben Mendelssohn's command yeah. are the, the ones who are the nerds trying to uncover the game clues and everything. Yeah, like Very young, like, intern types. They're all, like, 22 years old. Yeah. Whereas, like, wouldn't you think you'd have some old nerds in there who would actually know, know the stuff? Yeah, because if it's 2045 <laughs> and they're 19 and 20... They they don't know the they shit. Know the They're 80s. just like, look, it's like, it's the same thing like now when you have people like millennials and say, oh, I'm going to go to an, I remember this going to this 80s party and someone showed up in um, uh, Three's Company outfit. Yeah. And that's a 70s show. Right. If you look it up on Google, it'll mm-hmm. say that it carried over. Right. But it's really a 70s show. You know what right. I mean? Like, there's a lot of shows like that. The Happy Days in Laverne. Those may have carried into the 80s, but they're, they're real, if you grew up show, then, you yeah. know that those are 70s shows. Well, and a lot of people that do 80s parties, the way they dress up is really early 90s. Yeah. They're wearing the bright colors and the, you know, exactly. the, the like freaking, uh, what are the, like, not hammer pants, but just like, like it's like Which early, early 90s you're right. stuff. It's you're right. not 80s. Like, it's you're dressed up Miami like. Miami Vice and the Cosby Show. Right. At, were 80s shows. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the heart of the 80s. Yeah. Totally. And yeah, it's and true. Dynasty yeah, and Dynasty and Dallas. Dynasty and Falcon Crest. Falcon's Crest. Yeah. yeah Even and, Dallas uh, started in the Paradise. Set, like, What's that? Uh, the Plane, The Plane. Wasn't that 80s? No, that was 70s. That was 70s. Yeah. See, yeah. Ricardo Montalban. Fantasy Island and the Fantasy Love Boat. Fantasy Island and Love Boat. Those are 70s. Again, yeah. they carried in. They but carried like they were the 70s 80s. shows. That's right. And so like See? it's the same kind of thing. Know? It's like you would you need people who would know that, not just researching it from 
doing internet searches. Yeah, exactly. That was sort of funny. Yeah, it was just short-sighted. Yeah, it is. And a typical ageist, of course, you're going to put young people in the film instead of a bunch of older people. Yeah, there's a bunch of... Yeah, that's funny. But, uh, so, I mean, I would doom this fucker to at least, Well, like, can we talk about the lack of chemistry between the two oh, of them? Oh, that too. There's, and how yeah, not a the two movie leads. star Ty Sheridan is? Not at all. Like, what, are you, what is he doing? He doesn't even look like a movie no. star. I know nowadays people aren't supposed to look like the characters that they're cast His as no anymore. no presence or no, charisma. No, nothing. Same with the girl. And then they were in love, and she's like, oh, you don't want to see my horrible face. And it's just like this soft red birthmark. <laughs> And he's like, don't worry, baby. I still love you. Yeah. And it's like, what? 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 It's just not the fucking elephant man, yeah. dude. You know, it's like a soft red birthmark <laughs> that like emphasizes half of her that, face. I mean, you might as well a guy, if you wanted to really be courageous, make her look like crazy. Yeah, make her look half like Half her a, face look all yeah, distorted. Or just like a dirty nerd that never leaves the basement. Yeah. And she's sort of gross and ugly and greasy hair. Yeah, and that would be more realistic. Smelly breath and yeah, fat, fat morbidly yeah, obese. Like why didn't you do that? Because like, that's more realistic. Then he'd be like, I still love you. <laughs> I, I guess. But the two of them had no on-stream chemistry no. at all. No. It was horrible. It was like paint dry watching them act <laughs> was. together. Even with oh, all of the no running and jumping. Or and entertainment value in this film no. whatsoever. And it all takes place in like 10 city blocks in Columbus, Ohio. And all the yeah. characters live in Columbus, Ohio. I know. What it's the, the whole fuck? fucking world on in this place. And everyone just I think just they in, go to Chicago, don't they? No, nah, I don't think so. No, I Maybe they, they also do. Went to Chicago, Maybe. But... And that's like right a fucking drive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ohio to Ch- yeah. Illinois is not very far at all. Uh, yeah, this, there's so much bad about this movie. Yep. It's really disappointing. And the big reveal that H is a girl the whole time. Ooh, dude. But you're so handy with, like, workshop stuff. Like, yeah. you're a metal worker, and you can fix cars, but you were a girl? This yeah. challenges everything I know about men and women. Well, and, you know, I really hate the laziness of a lot of film sci-fi self- filmmaking where they take today's issues and they insert them a hundred years 50 years into the future whatever instead of like doing something really clever where you take a trajectory of what's actually happening today Mm -hmm. and where that might be yeah where would it be 75 years we aren't going to be hopefully we're not going to be having this conversation like you said it like girls of this they'll just be doing it doing whatever well it will be like 70 years in the future and things have changed and people just have to get on with stuff right bigger issues yeah, that's it's yeah, totally. It's like no, no, we got to make some real poignant social commentary about what's going on right now. Yeah. That's what will get people butts and seats. Butts and seats. Butts and seats, man. And then he when he gets the final <coughs> Easter egg, Mark Rylance, he goes to like the character Mark Rylance character's like childhood bedroom. Yeah, that was And weird. it's him as an old man or him as like an adult and it's also his is like teenage avatar or something but it's the two of them but he's not an avatar but is he dead like what but it's like are you telling me you spent the last 40 years in here with your child self 
No, but wh- what it wasn't. It was exactly? just like a shadow or something. No, no, no but the two but of them. waiting, But yeah. then the, t- the child self is like playing Atari, and then he's like yeah. talking. He's like, don't worry, anything I do in here is still technically masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> it's myself from my chip from the past. What am I going to do, not jerk off with them? Of course I'm going to do that. I've been waiting for someone to solve this goddamn puzzle for the last 40 years. I'm just going to sit here by myself oh, Lord. with a young me sitting there on the Atari. Just Ugh. like scared with no lines, like oh yeah, oh, okay, I won't say anything, I promise. Yeah, yeah, and, it's a real stinker. Yeah, I can't rate for Ready Player Two. <laughs> well, yeah. what what would you rate this? I'd give it like a four point five, like a, like a two, four, really like a two, four, maybe a four out of fucking two. Yeah, like a, num- like a deuce, like a hot deuce from my butthole. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, maybe two. Maybe three. Let's say three. We'll say a number three out two. Of ten. Like a hot two. Okay, a hot two out of ten. The hot deuce. That's, this is the worst I don't rating know. we've... If we do that, that's the worst we've given... Any movie? Ever? No, no. We've given... We gave uh, that Noah's Ark movie like a half, a point five out of ten. <laughs> and we gave uh, 47 Ronin, I think, a one out of ten. Yeah, that movie was a disappointment. But so I, I mean know. I, I three, think three I don't know I, three and a half I don't care I, let's say three and a half yeah I don't really care yeah. after like under five or under four yeah it's, it's like bad. it's bad it's all, all bad the, it's all bad man all right well switching gears now to uh, a new horror thriller I guess it's horror it doesn't feel really horror but it's really a th- it's a thriller horror it's called A Quiet Place mm-hmm. it's directed by. John Krasinski of The Office. He wrote and directed it. Stars himself and his wife, Emily Blunt, his real life wife. Mm-hmm. They play uh, wife. a family. Uh, they've got three kids, um, one on the way, and they are in an apocalyptic future where creatures have taken over, and they can they attack by hearing, sound only. Yeah, and but it's not <clears throat> just hearing; it's like super acute hearing, like yeah. super super across a giant field. They can hear a pin drop. And so they don't have shoes. They don't walk with shoes. They, there's many things. Yeah, there's yeah. many things. It's they really have to be very quiet. And the film, I we we absolutely are not going to do spoilers for this because it's too good a film to like spoil it. And but it's still out in theaters. It's still out in theaters. But there's a in the first ten twenty minutes of the film, something pretty dramatic happens. That's important that it does because it it, it keeps you engaged through a film that has very little dialogue. Yeah, that's the thing. I almost felt it was funny because there's a lot of like ding-dong teens in the theater and it's like, ha-ha, you have to read, yeah. losers. But it was, it's, it's they, very effective. Language. It's all the sign language, yeah, pretty well, much until and, like near the end of the film. And there's a little bit of dialogue, but the, the, the use of that no, is builds attention so much. Uh, yeah, it's quite sort of a little simple stroke of genius where there's since there's no sound, anytime there is a noise, it the whole audience reacts to yeah. it as a very visceral reaction, and it does keep you in suspense. Like anytime there's a scene where a, a character is trying to creep by yep. the prison guards, and you're just like, "Oh fuck, are they going to hear him?" That, that take that for ninety minutes almost, right. like a whole life of that. Where they yeah, they put sand down and they keep tracks trails, yep. so you only walk in the sand and you don't wear shoes and you don't go off these sand trails because there could be sticks and stones right. and shit that you could bump your foot or make a sound or anything. So yeah. it's like very planned, very, uh, very, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? You know, like organized, whatever. Mm-hmm. And everything that they do revolves around like 
the absence of making noise. Yeah. You know, so when they eat dinner, they don't have flatware. They don't have china. Right. They don't have, they have like leaves or paper plates or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's they, very, cl- they play Monopoly and they've changed all the pieces to little fuzz. Little like fuzz little, balls for the hotels. Yeah. And then like the carrot instead of the uh, metal. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of the metal, t- t- you know, thumb, thumbnail or whatever right. with thimble. It's like, yeah, a little fuzzy ball or a little fabric star. But inevitably things do happen. I well, mean, it's inevitable. Things ha- you know, you will, something will crash over, something, and and so they're constantly having to hide from these creatures, and you do see the creatures, and they're quite it, remarkable. You know, that yeah, it's, it's a, cool it, creature design. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, ILM did the creatures apparently, and mm. they are really kind of a new take, but also look like it remind. There was a, I there was a lot that reminded me of War of the Worlds. Uh, the Steven Spielberg film. They're not that big. No, not, no, no, no. But just there were some scenes of going down into the basement and yeah, in the water. They're hiding and you know that kind of thing. Yeah, and they're super <clears throat> effective killer. They're like xenomorphs, where like they get you, you're dead. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're not like it's one swipe with a bladed claw and your head's yeah. gone. Like it's very, they're very lethal, stealthy. Would you they say they fast. look like, they, well, you said resident evil. They look like the resident evil, um, those giant leopard creatures. Yeah. Like they're in the game. They call them licky, like, like licky tongues. Cause they hit you with their, their tongue in the game. Mm-hmm. And they're also in the movie. And they, they have that, they have no eyes and they have like that exposed brain and the uh-huh. giant teeth. And they do look like that. And they also look, they also remind me of xenomorphs with the teeth and the no eyes and they're very perceptive and they can be really, really quiet and then they can make a whole bunch of noise. Well, and like there was a part of it reminded me of little shop of horrors. Cause they have that sort of plant like thing that, Oh, you know, it's well, sort of like almost like a flowering thing. And then it opens like well, that. Like their head is comprised of all these different sort of shifting plates yeah. that move. And like when they want to use like their inner ear, the plate lifts backwards like that. Like their skull is a multiple different plates that they can all seem to control individually. Right. Like each one can be sh- moved and shifted. And then when they rest, it's flat, like, just like a smooth skull. Yeah. That also reminds me of uh, a lot of this movie reminded me of the, the game called The Last of Us. I mean, if you play games, you know what it is. But it's also like a lot mm-hmm. of the creatures, there's creatures called clickers that can't see and only react to noise. And they, they're like the farthest stage of advancement in the, the sort of like zombie mm-hmm. character. Like the it's a fungus. And then the fungus sort of breaks through their head and they have like these sort of like mushroom fungus heads and they have no oh. eyes and they have these like crazy teeth. And they call them clickers because as soon as they they like hear a noise they start that doing that like clicking sound that they even do in this movie like yeah 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 you do, know yeah. and so it reminded me a lot of that because they have to uh, act off sound alone yep. and they're super lethal and they can run you know and they're still humanoid shaped they don't have the giant arms or the right you know, the back legs of a dog these or are not humanoid shape at all and no it, they're giant beasts they're, they're really giant, big yeah. And there's they're very scary. There's a lot of suspense. There's a bunch of jump scares that you don't really see coming. No, and jump scares don't really work on me. But that like they haven't. You missed a big one when you went to the you. Oh, with yeah. the pipe breaking or that no, scene there that was, I missed. Yeah, there was one that you missed that was really cool. Um, Dang it! Well, when the I, I'm not going to say, but uh, it's and the acting's great. Emily Blunt is fantastic in it. Well, yeah, she's pregnant. We should, we can yeah. say that. She's, she's, she's in the movie. Preg- well, yeah, it's in the she, deli- she delivers a baby in the, and has to think about that. Like, well, yeah, her, well, <laughs> she goes like, into labor. Yeah. Her water breaks and she's by herself. Yeah. Cause they were on like a, 
mission or they were getting food or something. The son yeah, and John Yeah, the daughter kind of went off in a huff. In a huff because she has her own problems with the dad. In the, and then she's really deaf. She's a deaf actress and she was great in the film. She kind of looks like the female version of Dustin from Stranger Things. She does look a little bit. Yeah. She kind of right. does. Yeah. She looks like it could be his sister. Same sort of look. She also looks like the girl who was in The Conjuring, one of the daughters. Oh, yeah, one of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, but she's, so, you know, they're all signing, and but she's the one of the, the, one she's of the kids that's deaf. actually deaf. Yeah, she has a hearing aid. And that poses problems for them, and he's always trying to, you know, fix her fix hearing, aid hearing aid and everything. But, it, yeah, it's the... John Krasinski's really great in it. Yeah. And his performance is great. Mm-hmm. I'm really... Um, great act, um, directing job by him though well i have to say i didn't know that until the the credits came and it said ri- directed by john krasinski and i was like oh well that's a coup yeah that's a, i thought it was just some movie that him and his wife signed on to do together as yeah. like a gag or you know just for fun like right. hubby and wife do a horror film no to keep the relationship fresh but like yeah this is his little brainchild this is his get out yeah, I mean, of. I guess he, he directed got the it script. And wrote it. The script was brought to him, and then he co-wrote it, rewrote it with the two people who originally mm-hmm. uh, brought it to him: Brian Woods and Scott Beck. And um, but to get to direct it, yeah, is a pretty and big. It, it really well. I mean, his he. I am really interested to see what else he does because it's he sets the mood. right from the get-go and it's really good and the production value is very high marco beltrami does the score score, yeah and his score really adds to it because oh yeah because it's it's the voice of the film and yeah because there's so little dialogue yeah you know and there's so many just straight up quiet moments yeah where there is no score or dialogue right so when the score does come in it's that much more uh powerful absolutely they're constantly setting uh contingencies for if noise is made simple noise yeah they've got it down i mean well they keep showing they show you like the beginning it's like day 90 and something happens and then they flash to day 400 yeah something. it's been so, quite a while later right. so they've got they live in on a farm they have a farm they have a silo full of corn they yep. have like corn stalks you know field of right. corn you know and uh they so they're like managing to survive yeah but they haven't figured out any ways to hurt these creatures no they know how to avoid the creatures the weakness they haven't yeah. figured it out and john krasinski has this whole sort of like red string theory sort of thing going right. when he has uh radios and he's reaching out people with morse code yeah you know he's got cameras all over the, the farm compound right because they have a generator yeah and, and they have the string of lights and when they're yellow it's safe and when she when she put on the red lights, they knew they that there know was that something wrong. Yeah, a it's very smart. It's very clever the way they're they survived. Yeah, I and, like the idea of just like all the writers sitting around and being like, "Okay, no noise. What would that look like? Like, yeah. how many different things would they have to do and yeah. like continue to do to make it a you know safe for them when that's such little noise?" So I even brought up like, "What if I made a giant smelly fart?" <laughs> And it was really loud after yeah. like a big canned beans dinner because that's all we yeah, had. Yeah, you're right. And I just have to rip a giant toot. <laughs> yeah, that would be a problem. It'd be a big problem. Yeah, would be, or a burp. Or a giant burp. Or Yeah. Yeah. There's many things. We don't realize how loud we are. Right. My whole family got killed because I farted. <laughs> I survived because it smelled so bad. They didn't want to go near me. 
They're like, oh, forget it. I, it's like I can't see, but man, I still have a sense of smell. <laughs> Jeez Louise, warn somebody. Warn, warn an alien, won't you? And that was the other thing we should talk about is that there's no backstory, which is cool, except for like yeah, newspaper clippings. But they, and often we talk about how something's bad because there's no backstory, but the way they do this, you see all the clippings, and so you get enough of it. You get enough. You get as much as you need. You especially really do. They keep them, especially uh, keeping probably it's a lower budget yeah so they can't show the whole people running in the streets scene with you know them getting taken out right and they can't do too many flash flashbacks no, and, you, and i don't don't think i would want it i mean no, I, I like the way they did it. this it's, it's just this moment in time in this it's like you two know, locations yeah there's like you with know this one family yeah it was more uh yeah it's just the stakes are high Enough because yeah, it's for them it, and it's constantly worrying about being taken out by these creatures. And it's really well done. It's really well shot. The whole thing was shot and uh, a lot of it was shot in upstate New York. Hmm, that looks like it. Yeah, and sure. uh, in this that downtown in the beginning is Little Falls new york and mm. um the bridge is actually this the, the bridge that opens the film essentially is this bridge that was a working rail road steam engine that like stopped running a mm. long time ago and they use that it's a beautiful setting and yeah. it's very serene and kind of works for the it is. story it's super sort of peaceful tranquil yeah. except for these very deadly creatures that you don't know how many are left you don't know where, no, how they really reproduce. don't yeah you know that they're very lethal and very hungry yep uh but outside of that you don't get a lot of backstory and i'm not i don't fault the movie at all i was like you said i prefer the less you know the sort of scarier it is yeah. and they give you enough as an audience member that you're not like thinking about it you're right. just sort of on board with the now of what's happening yeah you don't are like well yeah but what did the president have to say yeah, about it? what yeah, was yeah. the like yeah we see enough of that i you didn't need it the like presidential speech of like we'll right. all be quiet no one will make a sound and that way we can beat these aliens right. with a blah blah well because and i've heard john krasinski talk about this in interviews because honestly at its core it's really about two parents protecting their kids it's really more about that and it's very relatable yeah. in that sense uh because in in that you know and i'd say it's a really good family movie although it is scary so it's still pg-13 it though yeah it's which PG is interesting because there are some there's a couple sort of almost gory moments that aren't that don't go full gore yeah and i and don't I, think they needed to well no it's, it's, yeah. everything about this movie seemed really well executed yeah that you and, don't and feel like clever eh, it should have been our man no like, you don't no, no. i didn't I usually feel, we do think that a lot of times like uh oh, you, you pushed out yeah. you wanted a bigger audience man you should have went our dude no they, they didn't need it. it and that's that's the brilliance that's why i use that word yeah because that's no, the brilliance of his directing and this filmmaking and the writing yeah. and the writing because they did it without any of that mm -hmm. and they did it with the and the trick still of the, uh, the no sound yeah who would have thought yeah that the no sound it seems like it'd be more difficult but it turns out to be like very effective yeah and uh definitely is a worth seeing in a theater with people you know that's the one that i would say go to a theater and see it with a group of people that are also you know seeing it for the first time yeah because you can hear pin drop at a lot of the scenes yeah people aren't like eh, I'm bored past the popcorn. no i mean everybody's you're into it and and again it's like you're you're watching a film that has largely no dialogue mm -hmm. but the way they set it up in the beginning it, you're in 
and you want to see what happens. But there's a lot of, I could think of a lot of teenagers who'd be like, I can't watch this movie with nothing, no noise going on. But you do. Yeah, and you you're do. into it. It was cool. And like you said, it's that, that opening sequence, which yeah. is like the first 15, 10 minutes. Yeah. It's, it was, it's just so dramatic that you're like, whoa, okay. This yeah. is the world we're in. Right. And I'm glad they did that. It was important. It was. Because even though it's PG-13, you still have to be able to deal with some heavy stuff to yeah. sort of set a precedence. And that's what they did. Right. And they didn't pull the punches. to, And it equals a more dramatic movie. Right. Thus a better movie in, most, in this case, for sure. I give it like a 9.3. Really? I give it like an 8.8 .8 or a 9. I guess a nine. I, I think it's a nine at least. I'd say yeah, especially like I got a hand of the guy, and now I'm curious about what his second project Me might be. Me too, because it's it really worked, and it couldn't have been that expensive if he directed it. He's not paying, you know. He's got his wife as the female lead. Yeah, you know, it couldn't have been a huge budget, and it 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 only lost to this fucking Rampage movie by a million dollars in its I know, second and weekend. It beat Ready Player One in the first weekend out yeah, by a lot. By a lot. And, a lot. and and it. I mean, it was Ready Player One second week, but regardless. No, they came out the same weekend. No. Yes. Oh. It beat it. Oh. It beat it by a lot. That's crazy. Yeah, that was the, That's what's so remarkable oh, that about was this the film. Point. Oh, yeah, okay, that it okay. beat Ready Player One on its first weekend out, and nobody saw that coming. And then it almost it essentially tied. Rampage, Rampage. On its first weekend. Yeah, with The Rock, you with know. With The Rock, and it's a, you know, a huge budget. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so it's a quiet place to make the almost the exact same amount with probably a fraction, a small fraction of the budget and that no Rampage has. Dialogue for 90 minutes. And to be fair, not not like super huge stars. Like people know John Krasinski. Emily Blunt's a big star. She's a much bigger star, yeah. I mean, they know him from The Office. Yeah, people know him, recognize yeah. him, but it's not The Rock. You no. know, it's not no. Vin Diesel. Which is good. No, it's uh, it's the kind of film you root for, and uh, yeah, you do. You, you, uh, go see it in the theaters. Yeah, highly you, recommend. Yeah, these we need more movies like this to be released in theaters, and yeah. not just straight to Amazon or Netflix. Yeah, you know, it's nice to have movies like this that impress you and surprise you, and you you don't leave the theater disappointed. And have a good story and a good script, like because yeah, I, I, the, and we say this all the time, but it really always comes down to a script. I mean, yes, superhero movies and rocks movies not you know not all but, but most the of them are gonna do well because for the first we weekend, already know they're gonna do well but yeah real like peep movies make money when there's a story that people love that's true and they'll keep continue to make the money week after week it's funny yeah because you know there has to be a, we have to have alternatives to superhero movies in the theaters yeah. you know what i mean and Hell rock yes. and car movies and superhero movies so the movies like this that get made and they make money in right. the in the box it's office it's exciting it to is see exciting that. Yeah. and it's uh you know gives hope yep. to other people that want to so make a movie this. someday yeah go see a it quiet man. place very uh, good film <laughs> 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 <laughs>